I need you to silence your cell phones. Hold your applause. And most importantly, shut your damn mouth. Yeah, you heard me. Know your role and shut your damn mouth. Because it's time to walk with United Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Strength, with my co-host. The Shapesta, baby. And Dave. And, well, I mean, this is kind of an interesting episode. And by interesting, well, there might be some great hot takes coming to Raw and SmackDown. Because the shows themselves were anything but stellar. <laughs> um, I think Not that's a nice thing to put it. Because, well, from what I'm reading, I think the people on Twitter are giving me their complete ass. Well, that's, so. a, that's a good way. That's a good, that's a good uh, sum-up analogy. But Pretty much. The thing is, like they quote a guy like CM Punk, Vince McMahon's going to make bu- money behind him. Oh, my God. Vince what? McMahon is going to make money despite himself. Because his stock went up. So it really don't matter what any of us think. I'm just really, pissed. Think, all right. I'm just really pissed I didn't buy his stock a while ago. Well, that's your yeah. own fault. Oh, that's why you're already a crappy investor, and you haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, today's uh, episode's that. Well, I guess we'll have a couple announcements real quick. Um, today we hit our monumental 500. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, everybody. So, uh, Dave, do you know what 500 is? <laughs> yes, I know what 500 is. It comes after 400. Duh! 400 what? 400 <laughs> followers. <laughs> Number 400 and everything else. This is curious. You hesitated there, so I was kind of curious. So I just want to, you know, deep down in my heart say thank you to everybody that's kind of started this journey. And uh, let's keep it going. Let's get to 1,000. You know, let's get to a few different subscribers. You know, I spent a couple days of grinding everybody's podcast out, you know, eight and two days, and Alan. Shifester over here listening like two or three, so we're hoping that maybe we can get the same courtesy back. You know, check out our podcast. You know, dislike it if you want because I really don't give a damn what any of your opinions on me are. Yep. So um, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, go check that shit out. So to celebrate too, and I kind of I want to start collabing. So if anybody's listening to this, and hopefully there is some people in you, I hope I'm not talking to myself and two pieces of thin air because well they suck. Fuck you. Um, you get rid of Alan. He sucks more than I do. Okay, no one wants to sit here and have us call names. Point is, <laughs> if there's anybody that wants to collab, hit up at United UTD by wrestling on Twitter, or you can hit up my personal at one, as in the number one spelled out, D as in dog, and then destruct. So two Ds. Because one, well, most likely it would just be me collabing with you guys anyway. So. Well, fuck you. I'm still here. Excuse you. Asshole. Hit me up. Oh. Schedule-wise, you guys might not match up with other people. I don't know. So, if you guys have any ideas, please let me know. And All right. Well, I guess we'll get started. So, uh, there was a special event this week that took place. A glorified indie event. The Shield. <laughs> last chapter. Indie event. What the fuck? Indie event? <laughs> you mean a live event? <laughs> glorified live event. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, speaking about the glorified indie event because of the masked man. That I'm sure everybody saw the rumor going around. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, punk. Sorry. Yeah, well, I'm not going to top up that because until there's some kind of, like, proof that that's CM Punk, there's no point in wasting time with that. So, the Shield's final chapter was this Sunday. Any thoughts? Uh, Well, I mean, is it, like, really the final chapter? Is it really? I mean, (laughs) I feel like we've been running over this script for the last, like, four weeks. I mean, it feels like this time it might actually be the final chapter, but it's like, I'm not going to believe it until, like, we talked about before on C&Dean somewhere else, or just not on TV for six months. 
But, I mean, I'm still not entirely convinced he's leaving. I don't know. It's just weird. The way that they've played the whole thing out is just really weird to me. I mean, they've never done this for anybody that's ever wanted to leave the company, ever. And it's like, if he's taking time off, he's just taking time off. I mean, now, like I said, I won't believe he's really gone until we see him in another company's wrestling ring. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of what gave you any thoughts real quick. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I mostly agree with everything Shipes has said. But, I mean, let's dive a little bit deeper. They didn't even do this for the summer of punk when he actually was leaving. So if this is a works, Vince, I'm going to give you some props. Very genius on your part, but I don't think this is a works. So if Dean, if you are leaving, I appreciate everything you did for the business. Thank you. Take some time off, and please come back when you're ready to come back. Well, my thing is, maybe they don't even know what Dean's doing technically. That's why they're promoting it so much. Obviously, Dean told him he wants some time off. Yeah, that, but they don't know if he's coming back or if he's going to the indie scene. Like they don't know, probably. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's like the weirdest thing about it is like, I mean, they're playing yeah. off where there could be a storyline come back if he decides to come back after his, you know, right, right. So maybe they're just leaving the door open for a storyline. Right, it, it just I'm, it just literally feels like I mean the whole the way the whole thing's played out is like they don't even because I I agree with that point. It's like they, I don't even think they truly know what he's doing. So it's like they're just doing all these send-offs and shit and then giving him, hopefully giving him the time off and have him decide what he wants to do. Yeah. Because, I mean, he agreed. He didn't even have to be at that thing. Yeah, listen, he, his contract was up. He, you know, he agreed to do it, you know, off contract. I mean, I'm sure they paid him, obviously, for it. But, right. You know, his contract's been up and, you know, he did agree to do that at least. And, you know, I thought the you know, promo by Seth was interesting. What's even more interesting is, are they doing like a silent Roman gimmick or something? <laughs> Because I know Roman well, didn't say a word, I don't think. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. Like, at Raw after Mania, he didn't say anything either. It's like the, I think, like, the last, like, the most he said is when he punched Vince in the face and said, this SmackDown is my yard now. Say, I don't know if he said much tonight at the end of this segment because I didn't catch that. At least the first half of it. But, yeah, I say, I guess, is that the way to try to neutralize booze? If you don't talk, they don't just boo over him? It's <laughs> weird. I don't the silent like Seth handed the mic. He's like, "You want to say anything?" He waves Seth off. The silent, so, the silent badass. I mean, yeah. Well, maybe in, in his defense, on the waving Seth off, you know, they had a time limit, obviously. So maybe he wanted to give Dean, yeah, as much time as possible for whatever Dean needed to say. So he's like, "Because let's be honest, like you said, they've been doing this like six weeks in a row. So Roman and Seth have probably said everything they need to say at this point." Yeah. I mean, Dean knows their feelings for him and how they feel and. Stuff and pay much is just another send off saying, you know, we're gonna miss you, brother. You know, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have gotten where we want. I wouldn't have this universal title if it weren't for you. You know, I've been wrestling for you for many, many years. And, you know, hopefully this isn't it, but if it is, you know, good luck. You know, and Dean's been kind of saying, like, I've enjoyed my time here, you know. Roman and Seth are considered brothers to me, and no matter where I go or what I do, that's not gonna change kinda of. the promos himself have been kinda of same. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know, if it is the Shields final chapter, you know, they were one of my top factions of all time, so I'll always, like, you know, enjoy every single moment they've had. But if it's not it, well, I mean, maybe we'll finally get that Shield main event next year at Tampa. Hopefully. That'd be that would be sick. Because I want to doubt this could set it up. Like, I don't know. I like to speculate a lot, as you've seen on Twitter. Like, this very well could set it up. I don't know. But... I guess as of right now, Dean's gone, so, you know, thank you, Dean, for everything you did, and, 
you know, maybe if you get freshened up, you'll come back. Because I know you're not, he's not leaving on bad terms or anything. No. No. He gave his no. notice. You know, he told me. Because all we know for sure is he said he wanted to take a break. Yeah. We don't know what that means. Like, going to a different company, retiring. So yeah, he's taking some time off. Because he's never in his career had it off except for injury related. Like, that's not even time off because you're having to rehab and be in pain. And yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's, like, that's definitely not a vacation. No, that's hell. All right. Well, uh. I guess I'm not going to touch on the Masked Man thing. So, um, Monday Night Raw. Ugh, Ugh really? First Raw, pre-Superstar shakeup, where, you know, things were supposed to be fresh and entertaining. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would say that it was anything but that. But, you know, starting off, you know, start off with Seth Rollins and, you know, they need to... Get a contender form at Money in the Bank. You know, obviously, you know, he said he's a fine champion. So that kind of, you know, set up the, you know, obviously obvious result at the end of the show. I mean, did we anyone really think that Baron Corbin or freaking Joe or any of those guys, McIntyre, any of those guys that were qualifying were going to win? I mean, come on. Baron I Corbin. Think, I think. We need have, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron Corbin. He's going to Kurt's last match and Seth's first title offense. <laughs> and, and, and if Dean's gone, he was Dean's last match, too. I mean, I just thought Corbin's <laughs> going to be the Corbin's going to be the be-all, end-all. He's going to be the first and last. The alpha so, and omega. There's middle ground. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, any thoughts about that? I mean, there's a whole show. I mean, we'll just start off. That's what's was set up, you know. AJ versus Joe versus... Mysterio, AJ won. I mean, anyone thought there'd be any doubt? No. No. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah, I mean, hell no. Dave could have thought that Ray Mysterio was going to win and become the next small guy. And Dave was going to say, I'm going to cancel my... I'm going to cancel my WWE Network subscription because Ray won. Damn it. Well, you know, I'm Dave's... not going to do that. That would be stupid. Well, we know Dave's take on small guys. <laughs> okay, you know what? Shut like, up. He, was, he texted me right after the show saying he was going to stop watching... If Styles won at Money in the Bank, because he's too small. Okay, no, I did not. <laughs> he said he was done watching, and that he's going to start his own promotion, and he's been <laughs> typing things on Twitter. But wait, but wait, AJ, AJ and Seth almost have the same similar body style, though. <laughs> like, that doesn't make no sense. Well, blame Dave. Said that. Hashtag blame Dave. He's going to get on, he's going to type some mean things on Twitter about AJ Styles. Oh, and exactly. that. But I, I just thought of this real quick. Could you imagine Dave a Dave-run promotion? <laughs> oh god oh dear lord well we know what the official sponsor would be mcdonald's yeah you know? <laughs> shut up and a whole bunch Actually, of fat guys starbucks so it, it'd be fat guys i can't move in the ring say so, so it'd be sponsored by starbucks and mcdonald's with a bunch of fat and big muscular guys who can't hardly move <laughs> oh i know this is can we rewind real quick back to the shield thing what i just want to say that the Riot Squad should never, and I mean ever, sing again. Are they that bad? <laughs> they were that bad. Obviously, they were trying to be that It was awful. Elias looked horrified. Well, it can't be, it, it can't, it can't be any worse than when you sing. Jeez. Exactly. It was bad because they were like, screaming into the mic. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> okay. it's still, it can't be any worse than when you try to sing. Have you heard it? No, I actually didn't yeah, see that part. We've heard you. I mean, Elias was trying to sing his little song with Finn and, you know, the Riot Squad saying, I love Elias, I really do, like... <laughs> oh, God. And they turned it into the, I love the Riot Squad, we really do, like, they were screaming that, and it's like, oh, God. Must, uh, it's like, were they trying to do, like, a screamo version? <laughs> I don't I don't know, did you really write their script? 
It's like, I know Ruby's into that type of music, and it's like, but good lord, I know, I have to go back and watch that now. Shit, I want to see that. Then this is what said the Elias Finn match was Finn came out and started singing with him before, saying, Elias was once again trying to do this, I love Elias, I really do, <laughs> lying, and Finn came out and said, I hate, Elias really sucks, he really does lying, or something <laughs> like that. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. So, and Elias went from getting interrupted to, by John Cena and Undertaker to random, awful singing segments of Finn Balor and the Riot Squad. No, I, I'm, like, really intrigued. I have to go back and see the Riot one. I want to see it that was terrible. shit. If it was that fucking bad, I gotta see it. Oh, don't believe me. Everyone else on Twitter was thinking the same thing, too. They should hear your singing. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I missed that part, so I was like, I'll have to go back and check that out. Alright, up next on Raw, Naomi beat Billy Kay. Yay! I mean, my thoughts are is like you just put the tag belts on the Iconics and you have them randomly get squashed in like these really quick single matches. Like, what's the point? I mean, it's just like, dude, I mean, this goes back to, I mean, this just feels like, it feels like we're in like this infinite loop. Every, you know, every week we have another glorious observation of terrible ass booking. Glorious. I mean,. I mean, it's like, why the fuck are you going to, you know, obviously if you're going to put the titles on a, a championship on somebody, that means you have a little bit of faith in them, obviously. And then you're having them on Raw, SmackDown, everywhere in between losing random singles matches. Like, what does that do for a title run that does nothing at all? And yet, it's like, I mean, I understand you're building up their their, their challenger, inevitable challengers, but you're not building up your champions. What kind of logic is that? Hey. I guess are they trying to build a Billy and Peyton better together, and that's it? I mean, but that shit's been, I mean, like, okay, you could do that, but every single week, it's another... That's not iconic. It's definitely not iconic, but it's just like, it makes no fucking sense how you can think that that's logical sense to like, okay, on one hand, yeah, you're building up their their future challengers, but... And we don't need build up. No, I'm talking about their, their future no, challengers. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, the Billy K. Naomi thing really didn't make any sense. No, because it's like, it's just another singles match to add to the list of singles matches that Billy and Peyton have lost since becoming tag team champions. It's I don't think it's how many billion Naomi is a challenger. I don't think she has no, any. I, I, their challengers, I are going to be Sane and Asuka at some point. You, you, it's like you already, you already. Well, that's so, my point. I remember moving. What? I mean, it's like they don't. The, the point like being, the sense. whole thing is like none of them make sense. None of them. It's just terrible ass, backwards ass booking. It's pretty much the thing that it was a filler experience. You got on the card, you waste some time, and then yeah. Yeah, and you're treating your newly formed tag team champions like that. Newly won tag team champions like that? It makes no fucking sense. It's stupid. Yeah. Oh, baby. Any thoughts? I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Naomi really didn't need to be in that match. That match really didn't need to happen. I mean, if you're trying to make your women's tag champions look credible, start having them be in tag matches. Ever since they made these tag belts, they have no idea what they're doing. It brings me back to when Sasha and Bayley would always be in singles matches. What's the logical point behind the tag titles? Oh, wait, there is none. And that's well, my thoughts. This whole match was supposed to make Naomi look star because the icons were making fun of her for no one having her back. It's like, what... What the fuck kind of off-the-cuff little mini storyline <laughs> is that? That's a I'll say, I know she was tagging with 
what Bailey, so she left, so they're like, oh, Bailey's gone to SmackDown, let's make fun of you. <laughs> okay, that's like the prime example of Vince McMahon backstage taking a shit, trying to write storylines. I mean, he, a little, all right, a little one-off mini, little mini storyline, so this match actually seems like it has meaning when in all actuality it has none whatsoever. It would have been one thing if it was a good match, it wasn't like that. I mean, but that's the thing, they're, they're singles matches, and they're not even that good. Your finish was a roll-up. Really? Anyway, let's go to a better match. A lot more five-star classic, the spot for amazing. <laughs> Miz versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron... I'll let Alan say. Baron Corbin! I'll say. Um, the match itself was pretty much a handicap match. But, you know, we all know the amazing you know, next four horsemen alliance of Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin double-team the Miz. I mean... Baron Corbin! I will say I'm a little surprised that Baron... Went over Drew, but maybe that's because they don't want Drew to get pinned clean in a championship match, so he can save that for. I mean, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I guess that was the best way to do the end of the match. I mean, the whole if you really didn't need the Miz in there, if you just wanted it to be Baron versus Drew, then well, you shouldn't went that route. But like I said, I will agree it was to make Drew look strong. But the second triple threat match was still very pointless. Yeah, well, the thing is, is Drew hit his Claymore kick and Baron threw him out of Baron threw him out of ring and pinned him. So he took Drew's win. So I mean, what are they trying to build tension? Maybe a feud between Baron and Drew? Happen? Oh God! I mean, I, I mean, obviously they're doing a great job of building Baron as a massive heel, and I love every bit of it. We need. We need hashtag I'm a Baron Corbin guy shirts. Uh, I'm in on that, by the way. Why? So you can buy one? You're damn right. Baron Corbin's just funny. I like him as a lone wolf. I mean, did I want him to beat my favorite wrestler? No, but I understood it. Like, look, he's taking a moment and he's running with it. I mean, it's like, you got People hate the guy and he's doing his job. I mean, it's like, he's doing his job. He, he's taking the ball and literally running with it. I think he's doing a phenomenal job with what he's doing. Phenomenal. <laughs> Okay. Foreshadow to the <laughs> I was like, foreshadow to the That was actually nice. I didn't even intend to do that, but hell yeah, pat one on the back for the shape. Stop. So that's kind of funny, but yeah, so what, are we getting another McIntyre-related Corbin feud, this time just against each other? Yeah. That was a nice foreshadow to AJ thing. That was, but, um, was sweet. <laughs> too sweet. Too sweet. Whoop, whoop. Too sweet. The only thing else they're building, I think, Corbin to be a massive heel, and he's definitely doing the reactions he gets, especially the Announcing every accomplishment he's done in the ring, now adding the Kurt Angle thing is just perfect idea. I don't know if that was Baron's idea or Vince's, but definitely gets the heel heat people want. Yeah, because especially like the you know the Kurt Angle farewell match announcement, and then the whatever city they're in's favorite son. <laughs> that, that those two really get it. Especially when he forces the announcer to come do it, like bullying him into doing it. Yeah, it just works perfectly. Except for when he's on Mixer streaming with people while playing video games. That doesn't exactly come off to me as a heel tactic. <laughs> no, uh, it does not. K-Page ruled me, damn it. No. Oh, God. All right. So there's that five-star classic match. Oh, yeah. Up next, I think since Elias is gone, this is going to start becoming the best thing on Raw. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is, like, just, like, one of the best things going right now, anyway. Like, he's... Thoughts on Sami Zayn, Dave? He's just killing his heel promo work by just telling all the fans they're toxic. And he doesn't want them around, and he was better off when he wasn't there for the ten months. It's brilliant heel work. Uh, yeah, pretty much. He's just like 
you guys are toxic. And the thing is, what's true about it is the things he's saying actually are true. It's like, you come in here, you bring negative vibes, you try to put yourself over and you know, dampen everybody's spirits and moods, you know. You to say rude things on Twitter about the product, yet you're trying to, it's like, it's like, everything he's saying is actually true. That's the funny thing about these promos. I think that's, like, why it's probably getting such, like, the response that it's getting, because it's like, you know, you have the... You have the you have the dumbasses that are gonna believe it, and then you have like the sensible people that are like, dude, this is brilliant. Use this shit, and then it, you know, of course, anytime you're calling people out on shit, they're gonna they're gonna hate it. So it's it's a natural like brilliance of using a you know using that as a heel tactic. You know, I still see people starting. It's just like Sami Zayn isn't a heel, even when he's trying to be heel, he's making a point like a baby face would. Yeah, like... I mean, it's just like you can tell he's definitely not a natural heel, or you know, done it very much. But at least this run is different than his last attempt at a heel run. Except for when he's speaking truth and people get behind that. Well, or did you see Paige's response to one of his tweets? That was pretty funny. It wasn't to him. He was he sent something to her. Oh, uh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. He replied because some lady, some guy was talking shit to Paige saying she's a glory hog. And Sammy's like, yeah, I mean, you see what I mean? Like, these people being toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have went without him laying on that random hammock, looking like he was naked on it. Well, Alan <laughs> enjoyed that. Wait, what? Well, he posted. He's like, you think people think I was bitter because I was out for ten months? He's like, no, I'm bitter. I had to come back to this place. <laughs> he's like, I was on vacation, you know, laying on the ha- in Mexico and other places, enjoying myself. You know, rehab was done, and then I had to come back here, and it made me depressed. Damn. <laughs> he's like, you know what, you people, you're all miserable. You're all depressed. Maybe you guys need a vacation. Stay away. Uh, it's like it's it's funny. One of the places he would visit would be Mexico on his vacations. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Oh, maybe he was visiting his friend. Yep, he's visiting his friend. seeing how he's doing. He you, you sparked his interest. You, you, you he had to go down there and see how he's doing because you ask about him. It, so I tipped him off. I asked how Generico was doing at the orphanage. So yep. he wanted to go check on him. So now <laughs> next time next time you meet him, you can be like, so how was your trip to Mexico? Is he doing all right? Oh yeah, I man, he's doing great. Unless he calls me toxic. <laughs> that would be badass, actually. No, buddy's toxic. But yeah, you know, people like you who think you're smart and just can call me someone that isn't myself anymore. <laughs> that would actually be funny as hell. I want a wrestler to cut a promo on me. It'd be funny. That would be badass. <laughs> like a phone case? <laughs> yeah, you know, Rogue Warrior Animal asking me if I was using my daughter's phone. That will always be... Uh... <laughs> that, that, that'll be one of the greatest, like, meet and greets ever. Anyway... Up next, your boy Cedric Alexander actually made the main card. Yay, Cedric! He faced Cesaro. Yep, and our, I'm assuming the losing streak begins. Are the um, are the bars split up? Yes. Well, did, why did Cesaro come up with Seamus's bar music? As far as I as far as I could, <laughs> could tell, they were. I mean, say I haven't seen Seamus. I don't think he was on SmackDown either. Which is not a bad thing, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know unless they're unless they're doing a new entrance theme for Cesaro and it wasn't ready yet. Yeah, I want to. Like I was saying, like some guy close fist was saying, did Cesaro really have to come out to Sheamus? I'm like, well, I would prefer it if he came out the Real American, the Real Americans theme song. I mean, because it's like, like, trust me. His, like, oh God, that's worse. His his uh, theme song that it was before that damn siren and then like the yeah, generic yeah. drum kick that was. That shit needed a rework anyway, so hopefully that's what... Because that shit... Dude, I can make shit better than that. 
Am I the only okay, one that Alan, sure you could. Song? People don't seem to agree with me. I'm not opinion of liking it. Of what? The real Americans theme song. Yeah, the real Americans theme song. Great. I was say, the, the real American song was great. I said, I thought the instrumental was great, but like I told him, it's because we had to listen to it all the time at Access, so it got stuck in my head. It's actually on my playlist. But uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I, I really hope that this is the start of a Cesaro push. Mandel beat Cedric Alexander doesn't mean anything technically, but... Uh, Love you, Cedric. So that match was really good, actually. Great guy, great wrestler, but I don't think... I don't think uh, Cedric's going to be rising up the world champion no, ranks. Anytime soon. No, with soon. Vince there, no. No, not anytime soon. So, hopefully, you know, because Vince McMahon had any damn sense in his head, maybe he can finally see it, especially since they got rid of a lot of guys to SmackDown, you know, Andrade went back, you know, Elias, Roman, Finn. You know, they need some people, big top guys. Obviously, you have Seth, you know, AJ, but after that, it's like, who's going to step up besides Oh, no, 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 don't worry. We're just going to see AJ and Seth for the next goddamn year. Or Baron Corbin. And then they'll take a break in a few for a while, Baron Corbin or somebody, and then they'll so be back be, to Seth and AJ. It'll be, it'll, be AJ, it'll be AJ and Seth for six months, Baron Corbin for, like, four months, and then, oh, it's Mania time, so we'll come up with somebody new. Back to Seth and AJ. Yep, back to Seth and <laughs> Mania, oh, it's Mania time, Seth and AJ again. <laughs> but this time we're gonna do we're gonna do last man standing to toss it up a little bit. Or no DQ. Oh jeez, I can or see steel it. cage. And see that that's the fucked up part that we say. It's like we, we say that shit, but I can actually see that happening. Yeah. So hopefully, like, I, mean, I think Cesaro and Drew would be the next ones up, maybe to step up, or and Corbin and Joe. I guess they're like the higher mid cards, and maybe one of them can kind of start doing. Well, I mean, if Drew McIntyre's still supposed to be the goddamn chosen one, I mean. He's supposed to be. Uh, they keep alluding to every time he's on screen, he's a future world champion. It's like I, that statement. I do too. I I agree with it, and that's why it'd be nice to see him step up and take that spot along with Cesaro. Stabbing freaking Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley's like third wheel. Remember, he is a psychopath. Hell, and he's a damn good wrestler. And he has it look. So hopefully, I'd love to see Cesaro. Okay, <coughs> up next we have the Lucha House Party. Versus, I don't know what to call them, the War Raiders, the Vikings, the, 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 the Viking Raiders, the, like Mama Joanna, like what the fuck? The proper name is now, as of this week anyway, I feel like this is going to be a <laughs> weekly segment now, the name this week anyway is the Viking Raiders. Next week are we going to get the war experience? <laughs> oh my, and then what, the the experienced Vikings. Oh god. Or the Viking <laughs> domination. Or, or, or the Raiders of War. Or, uh, oh my god, you, you, you could have fun with this, to be honest. Or the Vikings of War. Vikings of War. Like, any thoughts on the name change? I mean, do you guys like it better than Viking Experience, at least? No! Go back to the War Raiders! Simple no? as that! Wait, you'd rather have the Disney ride named than the Viking Raiders. I want the War Raiders. Well, it, okay, that's obviously not an option. <laughs> say, obviously, it's like... I, if I have to, I will keep the Viking Raiders. So at least it doesn't sound like a damn Disney ride. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a fucked up Disney failed experiment. But I mean, at least no, he's they... got the bray. Oh, oh yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that. Oh yeah. Um, but Vince being Vince, he had to get Viking experience in anywhere. That's the name of their finishing move. Okay, well, I, I guess that was a compromise. It's like at least put. It's like okay, you don't want the word war in our name, but hell, can you at least put Raiders in there? It's like all right, we'll we'll make it. We'll name your finisher the Viking experience. I'm very shocked by this result. I really thought the Lucha House Party was going to beat the Viking Raiders. Oh yeah, was that even a match? Oh yeah, they yeah, got to hit the finish match. and it was done. 
Okay, well... <laughs> Well, Actually, it was no contest, so technically, I guess it but, wasn't. But Dave, Dave, we know it was a match. It was the best spot you've ever seen. The chemistry was fantastic. So that one move they did was the best match you've ever seen. Way better than Brett Sean, you know, <laughs> Taker Sean. I took a bathroom break during that, whatever you would call that. You take a bathroom break the whole time you watch wrestling. No, I don't. Shut <laughs> up. Like, I, it's just this card. Like, what the fuck? And he wonders why he got bad ratings. Like, this is the most thrown together card I've ever seen. Becky well, Lynch versus Alicia Fox. Where the like, my, Fox my is question, still hired? My question for that, like simply put, my it's like out of all the women on Raw that you could have chosen that are credible enough to have a match with Becky on Raw, you choose a chick that literally a couple weeks ago was showing up to live shows drunk. Got Arn Anderson fired and has not been seen since until Monday Night Raw. Well, actually, name who are really the credible women's wrestlers right now. Well, I mean, you, you could have picked somebody better than... I mean, obviously, there's nobody, like, super qualified. So right now, we kind of, we kind of skinned the but, women's like, division on Raw. You, I mean, you, could have, you, you could have at least picked somebody that was... I mean, that, that has actually come to work in the last couple weeks. You could have went with Ruby Riot again. Yeah, i say, I mean, I would be down to see Ruby and, you know, Becky in a feud. That, that would be actually... That actually has the potential to be... Pretty good, actually. She did decent Ronda, the best you can get with Ronda. I mean, well, I was like, she did. Well, she did. She did good with the Ronda thing for like what the two weeks or week that she had to build it yeah, up. Two week build up they got before Elimination Chamber. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, she actually did. She actually managed to, to to build that quite decently. My point is though, it's like, I mean, really, Alicia? I mean, you couldn't put her on a one v one match versus Ruby or something. I mean, it, it made no sense. Absolutely no sense. Hence, the, I think they just wanted to get Becky to beat up Alicia so Lacey can come in and punch her straight in the face, pretty much. Not that, once, but twice. Those those right hands Lacey be throwing are sweet. Them damn things are nice. Yeah, that woman has a kick behind her punch. You're damn right. You definitely see the Marine background on that one. But... People, like, what do you guys think about Lacey Evans being the challenger? Because I know a lot of people aren't happy with it. Do you guys have any thoughts about it? I mean, it, it's good. Lacey Evans is amazing, and her entire character is amazing. I think the feud is very, very good, could be very good, and I don't mind it seeing it's fresh, it's new, it's something we wanted or wanted to see for a while, so. Alan? I mean, I don't... I mean, I think it's. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be quite good because I think Lacey's character is pretty much just natural heel heat on its own, because of all the people. You know, she's what the re women's revolution isn't. Blah 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 blah. So I, I think it has the makings to be. Of course, hence we're uh, one of our always quotes on the show. If it's booked right, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I just think trademark. I say. say that's gonna be a trademark for United by Wrestling shows if it's booked right. But uh, I just think it's I think it's great on the surface right now just because like I said her character is everything that it's you know that it's not supposed to be and people are loving it or hate you know hating it but you know you get what I'm saying so what do you I, think do what you think that it, her first match on the main roster should be this though like that's people's biggest gripe right now uh, I'd have to actually say no I mean like, to, always seen for all up to rafters walking down a ramp. Yeah, it's like that that's the only part that I do dis I do disagree with that on, on that or I, I agree with that point because literally she hasn't done anything to like warrant the spot to be a number one contender yet. And you know, all of a sudden she's the number one contender. And I guess on in a way, you know, that's that's good heel heat, but in a way it's like 
why why should she be the number one contender when she hasn't done anything since being called up except you know looking good, walk down and turn around and come back. Remember, Vince is high on her. That's why. Oh, but like the point I made earlier though was like, who's credible? Exactly. Uh, that's the that's Naomi, Alexa, <coughs> and you know as that's about it. They have to make other people. They need you know make people like exactly. Ruby. And, and you know, as much as as much as I love Alexa, she don't need to be back in there yet. And, and Sasha walked out, really made them thin. So yeah, it's like so. I in a way, you know, it's got it's got a two, it's a double edged sword kind of thing. On one hand, you know, it should she be the number one contender this soon? No, but on the other hand, yeah, you got to build up new people. So you want something fresh that people always talk about? Well, here it is, and then you don't like it. That's the I mean, funny I don't, thing. I mean, it's, like, I agree with you guys. I'm just making points that people, like, I see people complain about, but it's like, there's no one on the Raw roster right now that they're trying to make new stars because they don't really have a big lineup. Well, that's the thing, though. That's, that's the funny thing about, like, the wrestling society today is, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, you sit on Twitter and you bitch and you bitch and you bitch about the same old matches, right? But then... When something actually new and refreshing comes along, you bitch that it shouldn't be that person. And <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what the fuck do you people actually want? Because it's, toxic. it's, it's like uh, Sami Zayn and, says, they're toxic. And I, I agree with Sami Zayn because it's like you they can contradict sit, themselves or hypocrites. Yeah, because you can sit there, you sit there. I'm just going all Sami Zayn right I now. I mean, you, you sit there, you, you people sit there. And you, you tweet on your phones and you type on your computers about how you're tired of seeing the same old matches. Well, in the shocking event that Vince actually, you know, thinks of something new to give you. Oh, he's in SmackDown. He sure didn't. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, but when you, anytime, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, whatever, you get something, you know, you get something new handed to you and you immediately shit on it because you don't feel that that person should be there. Or it's like, what has this person done? Well, it's called building somebody up. Surprisingly, I know Vince lost a helmet, so we're not used to it anymore. But I mean, it, it's it, I know it's rare to see him in the very few times him actually attempts to do it. So roll with it, see what it, see where it goes before you shit on it. If you don't like that, see in hell. And if you don't like that, well, see in hell, and well, we at United by Wrestling got two words for you. Put your middle finger up in the air and say we sent you. There we go. That's more than two words. But I was say I was waiting for somebody to say suck it, but. All right, that works too. I like that. Or see you in hell. I like that. I'll say see, I like the. I, I really like the see you in hell one. That's a really good one. I really just like Sammy's finger now. But can, we, can we get a can we get a shirt of that? I know that's not exactly a PG yeah, shirt. Yeah, Vince will like that. We're never gonna see that shirt. Well, Urban Urban Speece or whatever the hell they're called, make it. <laughs> Up next, the formerly now broke up tag team Ricochet versus Robert Rude. Oh God, the porn stash. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Bobby Roode for a second. Oh my God, <laughs> what are they doing? I mean, what is up that stash? He looks like Ron Jeremy from Porno. I mean, oh he, he looks like he. You could take any pick. You could say he looks like a porn star. You could say he looks like Tom Selleck from Magnum PI. I mean, it, but either way, it honestly <laughs> looks like a piece of shit on his upper lip. Bobby is Robert married? What is Robert Roode? Married, like not that I, I not that I know of. I don't, I don't know if he is. I feel bad for his wife to have to come home and see that mustache. I mean, I, I, I would even even if I was her, I'd be like, "But babe, I have to have it for work. I don't give a shit. Keep that shit off." Like, <laughs> so you tell that Vincent McMahon he is married. So um, oh, he is. Well, yeah, so she has to come home and see that. She has to. She, oh damn, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's a chick that digs a mustache. I don't know. That but, mustache? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't that like, pedal-looking mustache? I don't know how any woman that's even in, even women that are into mustaches could like that, that stash, 
should go up on the on, on the board of worst stashes of all time. Yeah, it makes my patchy beard look great. So they're channeling old like. 2004, 2005, Bobby Roode, calling him Robert Roode now. Damn, they dug way back. They're digging back early TNA days. They call him Robert Roode. Well, <coughs> as I've said before, or as we've as we've all said before, if you turn the motherfucker heel, you're gonna have gold. Yeah, and it looks like he's going that way. So, I so hopefully, hopefully, and again, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna say our our if one of booked our, right, if booked right. It could be, you know, it, it'll be a stroke of genius because, as we've seen over the years, Bobby Roode is an incredible heel. Yeah. Yes, he and is. If, as long as they continue on the path and make him the heel that we've all seen, then it's going to be good. But with this also being WWE, I can expect it to be a pile of steaming dog shit. We're just talking about guys that need to step up, you know, after Rollins and AJ because it's kind of thin on the main card. We don't know. Bobby Roode, Robert Roode is another they can go up there. I was like, hey, that's, that's gonna take that's gonna take a couple weeks to get used to calling him Robert Rude instead of Bobby Rude. Bobby Rude on Not really, because it's like, uh, shut up, Dave. Um, it, it's not gonna be like you know because yeah, all it the... won't be easy for you because he won't say his name because he'd be asleep watching Ron every week. Well, I mean, but we know, <laughs> but we know Dave's love for Ron Jeremy, and they look the same, so he'll be awake when Rhodes on screen. Yeah, shut go. up. <laughs> I mean, God, your life tweeting is wrong. You sound like you're asleep. How do we know you didn't fall asleep? We only got like two interactions. It you was god awful. I was still awake. Yeah, that was. So, were, were you just not tweeting like you weren't taking pictures at Raw after? <laughs> this is not the time for the place for that. Continue. <laughs> this is just... All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I lost my. I lost my thought. Okay, Bray Wyatt. Okay, can we, I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. I, I, I really... they honestly could have made a whole podcast based off of this. Honestly, thing, but... you, you you could have, and I mean, it's like hell. We're getting to it. Forty one minutes in, don't matter. We're talking about this shit right now. Oh God! I mean, let's see. He looks like Mister Rogers combined with who did we say yesterday? Pee Wee uh, Herman and Freddy Krueger. No, we I was thinking Steve from Blue's Clues. It's like it's like it's a combination of at least if like on the surface to me because trust me I've seen the pictures plastered all over damn social media. It's like <laughs> he looks like you you got a little Pee Wee Herman in there. Mainly you got Mister Rogers, and then you got what would I think would amount to the adult grown up version of Chucky from Child's. I've also seen with the clothing Steve from Blue's Clues, the guy. I mean, like... but it's just like okay, so. You take Bray Wyatt off of television. I mean, one thing I will say though, Bray Wyatt definitely been hitting the damn gym. That motherfucker. Uh, yeah. He definitely looks like he's gotten that motherfucker getting jacked. But I mean, I'm not gonna be like everybody else on you know. There's it's it's what I've seen is half and half. But yeah, it's kind of a mixed reaction like, from the people that are shitting on it. It's like I'm not gonna shit on it yet because we just saw it. We've just been introduced to it. Yeah, it's obviously one of the weirdest, probably most creepiest gimmicks that we've ever seen. But, you know, ho if there's anybody that we know in WWE right now that can pull that atrocious gimmick looking, excuse me, atrocious looking gimmick off, it's Bray Wyatt. So, is he supposed to be like a, I don't I mean, like, conflicted, like, former cult leader trying well, to ball up his, like, energy to be a good role model for kids well I, from i was reading this. like you said i think he could pull it off because if there's one person that can pull off bray's a very creative mind and his well and that's promos what, and, and stuff will be able to pull off the gimmick and make it believable but like what is he supposed to be exactly well, I, like, I was what's reading, he trying to be i was reading this article that the gimmick actually was his idea 
Yeah, and I read that Vince is very high on it. So well, and we'll it's like how... it was his idea because he wants to do. Um, he wants to have like because since he's having a kid, he wants yeah. you know he wants to have a you know a kid friendly type thing. But the great part about it is if you watch the if you watch the video closely, you know he's like he's playing that, but he's also got that like crazy twisted sinister look. Because he's talking to you, but he's still doing that crazy look around thing. That he well, he's bumbling his, you know, cryptic. And so it's like I, I think, I think, of course. And then again, this is the third time I'm, we're going to said this this podcast. If booked right, this gift. I mean, it could actually be a damn, you know, game changer gimmick, and I think it could be done really well. Because, like we said, if anybody can do it, it's Bray. And it's like I, I I'm actually on the curious side. I want to see more of it. Yeah, I'm kind of I there. do too. It's actually has me intrigued. Why the fuck is this? Uh, what's happening here? I'm actually kind of intrigued. I'm like, I want to see more of it. It's like, what is going on? With Bray? Like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I, I have to, I have to give props to the chainsaw too. That was badass. Chainsaw in a picture. Chainsaw, Cut. like, because I will never, I will never turn into that ugly slug or whatever he called himself. <laughs> Loser. And then he chainsaws his own cardboard cutout. What you? The one thing I will ask. Is that doll is creepy. I don't want to see it ever again. Get rid of it. But, I'm going to see it a ton. I'll say you're going to oh. see it a ton because every week you're going to be entering the Firefly Funhouse. I'm no, saying I instead don't. of the Wyatt Compound, we now have the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Man, I guess it's okay to celebrate away from Wyatt family thing anyway because I mean Luke Harper's gone. Eric Rowan's now some like eco-friendly Bullshit. dude. <laughs> Bullshit. He's a friendly dude. Luke Harper's gone, so like Bray was the only one even keeping someone of the white thing. So might as well turn him in a new direction too. I mean, and like I said, it's like it, it's definitely whether or not you you like you like the gimmick or you you're already shitting on it or whatever. You're you know I I I don't know how many people I speak for, but I'm intrigued. I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I am too. And it's like that. I'm curious. I'm really excited to see where it goes going. And I'm just curious how long it's going to take till he has his first like live TV entrance with it. That's yeah, gonna be, that's gonna be that's, uh, gonna that's gonna be fun one when he actually comes out one week and actually has his first live entrance. But well, I just thought it stays I, high and runs with it. I, I just thought like if he keeps this gimmick and it gets up, you know, if it catch, you know, Vince, like you said, if Vince stays high on it and he keeps going with it, can you imagine the WrestleMania entrance that he would get for this gimmick though? Oh God! Oh God! But. A, a giant like uh, a, a giant like the, like the new day did with a box of cereal, but this time it would be like a giant like playhouse, dollhouse like, or something, like a giant dollhouse. What the fuck? With all the with all the little puppets in the windows and shit. Oh jeez, I'm already thinking of the weird match types we can see with us. Yeah, gimmick. all right, let's continue. Um, so we have the main event: AJ versus Corbin. I mean, Very is much to see? I just hey. I just wanted to say Baron Corbin again. Go ahead and say it. I just did. Baron Corbin. No one heard you. Speak up. You're like Dave Wisman at a party. No, um, Yeah. <laughs> Baron lost. I don't know if anybody thought there would be a different outcome. Shocker, shocker. Surprise, surprise. No way. I thought, you know, I definitely thought Baron would go over AJ in his first match. Second match, I should say. First uh, singles match on Raw. I mean, I totally thought Baron was going to do that and go on to win the title and break Brock Lesnar's 700-day title reign as champion. Oh, God. That was oh that long? I don't know. It felt like it was about 800 days because he never showed up. Well, I mean, but, it, it definitely was a year. There was a year in there somewhere. Hey, Punk, I say he broke Punk's record. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I think Baron Corbin's going to go on to be the next Hulk Hogan. 
hold the title for 10 years. Ugh. Yeah, not um, going to happen. <laughs> it, it was like, honestly, I don't think when you when you saw that, the main event, it was like there was nobody, like, I, I don't think anybody could legit say, oh, yeah, Cor- Corbin's going to win this. Oh, unless you're Dave and you're a massive mark. Well, there's that. But I didn't even think Corbin was gonna win this. I knew AJ was winning. I mean, I was like, only... so he was a small guy, and you hope the god Corbin won. Shut up. Well, I mean, that is Dave quote. But no, it's not. I mean, like the only thing is like, I mean, I'm surprised they're doing. I'm surprised they're not saving AJ and Seth for SummerSlam. That's what I was saying. I kind of wanted Corbin to win because it's like. I love AJ. I just didn't want to see that match so soon. I mean, but then again, of course, as we've seen with the trend of WWE in 2018-19, that we'll probably get it for six damn months, and that's probably no exaggeration. And they ruined the match, just like they did with Brian and Styles. They overdid it so much that we saw what happened at Royal Rumble. People yeah. got bit. It's like Shinsuke and AJ at Mania. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all in the same boat. It's like, so you knew AJ was going to win that match, and I mean, I, you know, the match of Money in the Bank is going to be fucking, no pun intended, phenomenal. It's going to be incredible, I'll say. But I was like, I'm just hoping that it's not, uh, you know, if, if they're going to take a break, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the match again at SummerSlam, just not every week up until SummerSlam. Yeah, please. It's like, have well, you'll a, see it every week. Because, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea if, you know, you have it at Money in the Bank. Obviously, I don't think Seth's going to lose at Money in the Bank. And then, you know, you take some time off, have him challenge, you know, have him have a, other challengers in between, and then have AJ get back into the picture for four SummerSlam. That would, that's logical booking, though, but, of course, we know that doesn't right. exist. Well, there's not much to talk about SmackDown with, but let's just cover it. Shane and Elias pretty much just started a whole feud of Roman, so it looks like Roman's first choosing the Elias. I think we all saw it coming. No the, shocker uh, there. Only thing that's funny about that is Shane is doing it to him and Elias are trying to beat down Roman because Roman punched Vince, but didn't Shane literally come off a wrestling where he punched Potato Face, a dad? Yeah. Yeah, kind of logical sense there, but I don't, you know. I don't think McMahon's dad, you don't touch McMahon or you get hell to pay. So much so he suddenly goes against the Spirit Squad as a punishment for a while. Especially against the best in the world, <laughs> Shane McMahon. Spirit Squad and Umaga. And, and, and God. Can't forget God in there. And God. God. Yep, can't forget God in there. In the corporate ministry and <laughs> yep, and everything else. else. So there was that. Um, Finn versus Andrade, which I was scared was going to happen. That's probably going to be a match for 15 times in a row. But I called it when Andrade got called up to Raw if, before Finn got checked. These guys are going to rival, and they're going to be wrestling each other for like the next 10 months. Yeah. It's like, hey. Surprising, you know, it's like you hit the damn nail on the head, and like you said, I guarantee you, I guarantee you for, like, obviously 10, if anybody under, doesn't understand, 10 weeks, 10 months is probably a little bit of an exaggeration there, but <laughs> let's say... I feel like that. Let's say, I think in an estimate reasonable ballpark, probably four to five weeks. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, literally, I can see it. I mean, hell... They've, they've been doing that shit for the last four or five weeks. Yep. Yeah. Dave, any thoughts? I mean, those two are amazing performers, but even they can't make the matches exciting after like four or five weeks of doing the same thing over and over again. But, well, for the first time, the match was a pretty good match, at least. So that was yeah, there was that. The match was good. I mean. All right, up next for now, Alan ran about this one. Kari Sane beat Peyton Royce in a singles match. Ah. Take it away, Shipe. I mean, back to the same back to the same point that we just made a few minutes ago. I never, I, I won't understand. You can't sit here and convince me. I don't even think. Well, I don't even think Vince McMahon himself could sit here and convince me why the fuck you're booking the iconic so poorly. 
Because after you just put the titles on them at the beginning of the month, and you have you've had them lose how many singles matches now? And I mean, I guess like Dustin said earlier, you could be talk, you could be working up. Are they better together? But it's like that's if you were gonna do that, you should have done that by now. But again, another week passes, another iconic singles match that they end up losing. And then that makes no sense. They had fucking Mandy and Sonya come out and stare down Asuka and Kari Sane. Like what? That that was I, I was like I, I watched that little highlight and it was like we're gonna get Asuka versus Mandy and Sonya again. Oh, it's like just have a tag team partner this time. I, I was Yay. like I was like, and the point. I mean, not that it, not that it's you know a bad thing to be blessed by God's greatest creation, yeah. but the point the point of that was what? <laughs> Please, somebody tweet me. So we're gonna get Asuka Oscar versus Fire and Desire again, just with Kari Sane. Now? I just have to say though. Another anytime I get to see Kari Sane do that fucking elbow, that shit is so good. That elbow is a thing of beauty. It's just like me when I was watching Shield. I forgot this too. That Ember Moon, like I, I think people don't realize how good she is in the ring. Yeah, I, her I transitions agree. and her falls, it's like she don't miss a spot. No, I I agree with that. I think I was just really, really like, her transitions, her timing, everything was perfect. Like she was making it look so damn easy in the ring. I mean, she's one of those. She, she's one of those. I hope gets you know a good a, a good like main card run. Uh, right now, she's a fill in Sasha. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I was gonna say she would been on TV. I mean, but I I, I do love. Yeah, that's, her, that's Bailey's tag team partner. I, I do oh. love the uh, I love the transition that she does. It's fucking amazing. She's it's a, all right. Well, up next. I mean, anybody want to say anything about freaking Lars Sullivan being up people? I mean, at this point, Whoa, no. Lars. Another week, another large. Who was it this time? Gable and Truth and Truth. Yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute. Didn't we just see that last week yeah, so we just, with Truth? I thought it was Mahal and Truth. It was Gable, Mahal, and Truth. Oh, so he did. Okay, so they just spiced it up a little bit and put three <laughs> people in there. Nice. Uh, and the main event. No, so the second main event: Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Winner faces Becky. Oh, at Money in the Bank. Gee, let's just take a wild guess on how this one turned out. Charlotte <laughs> wins. Yay. I'm pretty sure we are at now number 1,999 times we've seen this match. We just had a superstar shit here, but yet we're seeing the same match we've seen for two oh years pretty much now. God, that's shocking. No, it's really not. <laughs> It really, I mean, why couldn't they even put Bailey in there? Like, what would have hurt? Money Bank is not exactly the biggest pay per view anyway. It's been so new. I, I, you know, I still, I, I still think Becky's going to walk out of Money in the Bank with both her titles. So it, it's like, what would be the problem with at least giving Bailey the match? She deserves the think, title match at least. One, I think she's going to drop one of the titles. Well, I mean, it's possible. I can see him giving it to Charlotte. Of course. I mean, well. Vince is like the word titles. He did lift the ban on titles for Becky so she can be, I mean, belts. He lifted the ban of that word for her so she can be called Becky two belts. I mean, but, but. it's like, my, my thing is like, if, you know, they're, they're doing it money in the bank. She's facing Lacey for the Raw, Charlotte for the SmackDowns. But wasn't the whole point to try to like, to just to, to defend both of them? Or is that, did they just like completely blow over that whole fact? No, she is. She's having both title matches I know, I know, on the I, same I, I, night. I'm saying, wasn't the purpose of the Mania main event to be the undisputed women's champion? Vince then, Logic, I think he wanted Asuka off of the card. I don't know. I don't know. 
It makes no sense. It wasn't booked right. The booking makes no sense. I t- yep, exactly. Uh, let's wrap it up on the main events. Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Shinsuke kind of randomly thrown in there is awesome. I ain't complaining. I mean, it was no. a damn good match. Shinsuke's damn good. You know, anybody t- tries to tell me otherwise is full of shit. He's an idiot. How, how can you? How, I don't. I don't know how you could say Shinsuke's not good. I don't know. Maybe because he's. I mean, you get that's mostly also the neck beards who watch New Japan. That's saying that. Though. Yeah, that's true. And then there's the same people who say he's watered down a couple moves. So you have like a clash of the WWE fans versus the neckbeards. Yep. People can't agree that, you know, he has a lot more in his arsenal, but he's being limited. So just like, it's a toxicness. Toxic. Toxic. Now, all so was the Kevin all Owens all heel turn too? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So it was a good match, but the big thing was the inedible Kevin Owens heel turn. Wasn't that way too early? I thought I thought it was gonna be spanned out. I mean, obviously everybody everybody under them God's hot sun saw it coming, but I thought they were at least probably gonna roll with the big O thing for a little bit longer. Once again, not booked right. They gotta nope. play it out a little bit. Yeah, it's like I mean, I honestly thought that could that could have had some at least decent entertaining potential. Exactly. Until... I guess they just eat a few because they have nobody right now because the big dogs kind of yeah he hasn't occupied, so. he hasn't won money in the bank yet. Hint hint. But. Oh no, he's well. He's in the Elias match unless he's going to work double two. I say, I just, I say, I was about to say, my prediction yeah. of Roman might be out the door because yeah, he's faced Elias. I say, I don't see, I don't see him. I mean, honestly, I could see. Like, I know we're going to get to that later on, but Drew McIntyre, I think, is the front runner for that. That's what I told. That's why I said here, Roman Reigns, which he can't now, or Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So then, who wins the women's Money in the Bank? I don't know. That's not a time for this right now because we don't even know the participants yet. We'll find uh, out on Raw. we discuss next week after the goddess decides to enlighten us. On a, when she gives us a moment of bliss. Of bliss. So, yeah, that wrapped up things. I mean, both kind of mediocre shows this week and definitely <laughs> underwhelming for a superstar shakeup. But I'm not going to be the neckbeard. I mean, maybe eventually it's like, I hope Vince, uh, I hope Vince turns around, but I'm not counting on it. So we might be in for a very long nine months until WrestleMania season again. Or when Fox kicks in. Okay, well, yeah, SmackDown might be good for Fox. Yep. I'm not holding my breath even on that. No. Nope. Unless Fox literally has strict orders for Vince, and he has to follow. Well, we'll they, see. Pay, they paid him a shit ton of money. They told him they want more edgy, but I don't know what Vince's idea of more edgy is. Instead, puppets will have hand grenades. <laughs> we need the beast. Oh, Shut God. up. That's anything but edgy. That's, that's just, pretty edgy no, to me. No, that's not edgy. That's flabby. Thank you and good night. And what? His version of edgy is having Roman Reigns Superman punch him. Is that considered edgy? Or like edgy? Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give you a couple elbows to the forehead. I mean, is it bad that I want Braun panties matches back? <sighs> that yeah. is not the view of any of the hosts on this thing besides Dave. I'll say the opinions expressed on this show do not advocate the uh, opinions of all the hosts. But on that note. My cat's scratching on the damn door really loud, so um, <laughs> we're going to call it. I'm your host, Dustin Destruction, with... Uh, the Shipes, the baby. And Dave. And I just want to thank you guys again for 500 followers. And Thank you. Instead of saying stay golden this week, I'm going to say I'm going to see y'all in hell. Because none of us like any of you. You're damn right. See you in hell, bitch. See you in hell, motherfucker.